Stories, fables, ghostly tales. The ground trembles beneath Levin's feet as the symbols etched in the doughy black forest earth were a flavorsome mud mix of delicious levels. That very same mud began to emit a radiant crispy glow. A gust of warm air carries the sweet scent of freshly baked bread, and from within the glowing ruins, a figure emerges. Bridius, the god of undo-leavened power, stands before leavened, his form towering and majestic. His body is composed of golden crust, his eyes gleaming with a fiery intensity that speaks of ancient wisdom. Bridius, voice resonating with power. You who have summoned me, Bridius, the king of shortbread mountain and other fine biscuits, I sense a disturbance in the dough, a churning within the yeast, a corruption that must be undone. What is your command, brave Eldritch? Levant? Levant? <laughs> Eldritch Baker, no less. Do it really, you? Well, whip my britches. What risks you here, my boy? Well, I, we, the world as we know it is crusting on the precipice of discrustion. And we need your help. We need. Bredius cuts Levant off. You do. I remember it like it was yesterday's bread. A crouton of time in the great Doverse. Leavened me and you, just like old times, oh. And don't forget, Sourdough Sally. <laughs> she was Dorific. Now, I need to run some crusticular ideas past you. Crumb your ears for a second and crisp your pants. Bridius. The cream and the custard. I've been thinking of really sprucing this place up. With some signage, you know, spazzaz of sorts. Here's what I've come up with. Number one, rise and shine. Number two, nothing beats a good wake and bake. Number three, another one bites the crust. Number four, pretty or not, here I crumb. Number five, why aren't you a batch made in heaven? Number six, how dope are these cookies? Number seven, hooked on a feeling. Levend ushers a huge sigh. <sighs> yes, yes, they're all baked-tastic and do I say, a crumb above the rest, but Bredius, yes, you remember. Evil is coming, and the yeast will rise, with no baker to stop it. I need your help. The world needs your help. It's the yeast you can do with your amazing pie powers. Bredius pauses. Levant, you know, I respect you, you little apple of my pie. And it must have taken you quite an effort to call me on my bread phone. You know, my sand crumb. New recipe, new breadware getting in the way of some calls, uh, I miss the old days, uh. Levant, 
After you do whatever the crumb you have to do, let us catch up and drink some. Pavlova and cherry soda. You know, my favorite drinks. Cherry Lovers. <laughs> Let's begin. Whiskey no flour, water with egg, baguette with a crunch, and donuts on legs. Eldritch Baker of Golden Delights, your hands made of rye, your spirit of light. I imbue you with the Baker's Delight, your double shooter. Here's a double dozen of Rytastic Spite. The Black Forest mod cake crumbles. Light emits from Bridius's hands, and the world around Levin crackles with seed tricity, the core flower base that permeates through us all. Whenever someone bakes, they never realize what power they're tapping into, whether they are making sourdough, baguettes, scrolls, scones. Every step involves the dough synchronicity, the essence of crisp as we know it. Snapping of bread. Levin has never felt this light before, and his hands crackle with a dark raisin lightning, a hickory smell of smoke emits from his fingertips. His rye guns had been augmented into 12 barrel raisin shooters. He's never felt such power before. Levin looked up at the divine being, his eyes filled with a mixture of gratitude and bread termination. His inner dough base bubbled with pure seed-tricity of which he could barely hold in. Levened. Great Bredius, I have unwittingly mixed the cream and custard of the glazed ones, creating a reality-bending concoction of pure evil. I must undo the damage I have caused, banish the corruption, and restore balance to the world of bread. I need your guidance and your power. Bredius nods solemnly, understanding the gravity of the situation. Your determination is commendable, Levent Bredington. Together, we shall face the consequences of your actions and restore harmony to the Dovers. But beware, for the Glazed Ones will not easily be defeated. They have tasted power, literally tasted power, Levent and they will stop at nothing to spread their corrupting influence of custard and cream. Deep dark horrors have been tasted, a combination like no other, but we can handle this. Levin takes a deep breath, stealing himself for the challenges ahead. I am prepared, Bridius. I have faced Kekoa crusts and a bread abominations before, and I will not whisk away my resolve nor my opportunity. Guide me, grant me your knowledge, and together we shall need the world back to its rightful state. Bridius raises his crusty hand, and a surge of energy flows into Levin once more, filling him with a newfound power. The symbols on the ground fade away, leaving no trace of their presence. Go forth, Levin Bredington. Seek out the glazed ones, confront their leader, and reclaim the cream and custard before it engulfs the world in chaos. Remember, the powder lies within you. You're much crustier than you think. Trust in your skills as a baker, and let the easterly wind guide your hands. With a final nod from Bredius, Levin sets off on his new quest, 
his determination burning brighter than ever. The divine energy flowing within him fuels his every step, enhancing his senses and sharpening his instincts. Snap! Levend wakes up. He has been in a trance this whole time, and the world around him has changed. Levin stops to take in the horrors of the land around him, a land he once knew as Bread York, a previously bustling town of baguette-toting aficionados and morning tea guzzlers that would spin newcomers silly when it comes to how much tea was being sculled. But now, now the world he once knew was gone. As Levin stepped into the realm consumed by demonic bread, the sight before him was truly horrifying. Like a mouldy bagel you forgot in the fridge, delicious looking at first, until you touch its undercrust and recoil at its gooey centre. The landscape stretched as far as the eye could see, with rolling hills made of sharp and crusty bagels, and wheat fields dancing with malevolent urine yeasts. The sky itself was a buttery hue, casting an eerie glow upon the flower-coated trees that swayed ominously in the bread-scented breeze. Everywhere Levin turned, he'd encountered bread creatures of unimaginable horror, but he was quiet, stealthy, as if he was a small fart in the bread room where no one was around, silent, deadly, but passing through unnoticed. At least, his co-worker at the time, Sally Sourdough, never said anything. Levin, thinking to himself, And what happened in the flower room stays in the flower room, Sally. You knew that. I'll miss you, Sally, and your Sourdough sock puppet impressions. Cut to exterior Bagel Hill area. Sourdough imps with wicked grins spread melted butter on their doughy faces. Taunting Levent with their crumbly antics, toasted slices of bread, blackened and charred, popped out of the ground like demented jack-in-the-bread-boxes, their laughter crackling through the air like overdone scones at an old folk's home, hard, helpless, forgotten, but deadly assassins when covered in cream. But it was the bread fiend, the unholy ruler of this twisted realm, that truly loomed over the breadscape. A colossal baguette towering above the rest, its crusty exterior cracked and oozing with a vile purplish filling. It had become the leavening agent of evil, spreading its dominion army across the land. Raspberry ripple and custard oozed from its vile tendrils that gripped the land around Levend, and he needed a way to whip this place into shape, looking for an opportunity that would provide a chance to sneak into its core with zero to little whisk. Levend couldn't help but feel a dome mix of fear and fascination as he navigated through the purple baguette popper. This was truly the worst a bread abomination of culinary cursory he'd ever seen. The ground beneath his feet was soft and had a strange yielding mass of dough, threatening to swallow him whole at any doment. Breadstick serpents slithered through the cracks, their crispy tails lashing out like hungry tongues. 
Levin thought to himself, Oh yeast, I've gotten myself into a really glutinous mess here. The bread creatures paid no mind to the Eldritch Baker for some bizarre reason and carried on their lavish ways, munching on the doughy earth around them, distracted, flavoursome custard filling. Carrying on with their relentless sinister laughter echoing through the air like a loaf trapped in an echo chamber. Each step taken was accompanied by a chorus of squishy sounds, as if the ground was kneading itself beneath Levin's feet. Evil really was rising. In this bread raw domain, every building had been transformed into a bakery of doom. Gingerbread houses sprouted sharp gingerbread teeth that chomped and gnashed at the air. Croissants flapped their flaky wings creating gusts of buttery winds that threatened to whisk Levent away. Levent. Well, this is one loafly situation, but I need to get hold of myself. I can't just gun my way in. I need to find the core of this custard crawfish. But again, the bread creatures paid him no heed. Their focus remained on the chaotic bread dance, spinning and twirling. In a dough-infused frenzy, what had these creatures riled up? He definitely needed to know. And each dance step they made corrupted the world around them. Bit by bit, Earth was becoming a doughy mix of devilish proportions. They were intoxicated by the scent of their own bread mania, blissfully unaware of the chaos they had wrought and cultured into this world. With each passing moment, the world seemed to become more entangled in this carb catastrophe, a carbcophony of grand proportions. As he journeyed further into the bread-infested landscape, he couldn't help but wonder if there was any hope of salvation. Bridius did mention to him, through a bredopathic link, that he needed to find the yeast slayer. The one weapon to cull those glazed ones once and for all. The one who could turn the tide against this doughy nightmare. Only time will tell. As he trudged on, hoping against hope that the world could rise again from its bread destruction. Levin noticed a staircase made of hundreds and thousands. A small glowing light, a purple light, that emitted from beneath this maze of baguettes and breadsticks. A sweet smell of mulberry and lemon tarts. He knew that smell. He knew who it was, but couldn't believe it. Levin whispered, Conrad Custerly? Could it really be you? No, it couldn't. Levin reached deeply into the raspberry rippled earth, tearing away at it chunk by chunk like a dough-bound beaver devouring a dam of donuts, voracious, hungry, and bread-termined to find the truth. Could it really be Conrad Custardly? There's only one thing that could really spell out whether Conrad is down there, and that's... A harmonica plays through the air, and the earth around him shudders, peeling away the bread hole that Levin was creating, sucking him in. Thump fade to black. 
Fade into view, first person, vision is slightly blurry. A harmonica playing in the background. Levin found himself in a dimly lit underground chamber, surrounded by shelves upon shelves of recipe books and baking utensils. The air was thick with the sweet aroma of freshly baked goods, and amidst the scattered crumbs, he spotted a figure standing in the shadows. Levin, startled, Conrad Custardly? Is that really you? Conrad Custardly, a renowned pastry chef known for his extraordinary creations, stepped forward. His apron was stained with colourful splatters and had a mischievous glint shining in his eyes. <laughs> Levent, my old friend, it seems you've found your way into my little bread heaven. Levin couldn't help but smile at the familiar face, relieved to have found someone amidst this bread-filled chaos, a crust of trust, as it were. Levent. Conrad, what in the name of all things gluten-free is happening out there? The bread creatures, the demonic loaves. How did this bread emergency take so quickly? Conrad costedly. <sighs> it started with a portal appearing from the sky, spewing custard and cream everywhere. And even though I could not stop it, I did my bread most to try and mitigate the cross-ruption being brought to our land. My bread experiment, however, went south, faster than a baguette on a baguette appreciation day. Levin and I sought to create the ultimate pastry, a treat that would rival all other treats, a pastry above the rest. But I delved too deep into the realm of carbohydrate alchemy, unleashing a force beyond my control. The bread fiend that you see above, combined with the custard, born from my own ambition, has taken hold of this area of the world. A small harmonica tune played, low and sad. Levin's eyes widened with realization. He had stumbled upon the source of the breaddemic in this area, and it was none other than his dear friend, Conrad. Levin, we all make mistakes, hell, we've all pushed ourselves to the brink of bread, and we'll find a way back. This isn't your fault, Conrad, and with your war harmonica in hand, we can crush this crumbly mess into the Black Forest ground whisk it came. Conrad Costley earnestly says, Yes, Levend, we must find a way to stop this do-doom. Together, we can need a solution. We can't let this yeasterous catastrophe continue, but we'll need the ancient recipe, the one hidden in the bread onomicon to undo the bread apocalypse. Levin and Conrad burst out of their underground bread prison with ease. They had a mission, set off on a mission, determined to retrieve the sacred recipe and put an end to the bread-infested nightmare. The first step to destroying this madness is to obtain the Yeast Slayer, so that Conrad could assist in the fight, and who knows how long Bridius's powers would last, and to what effect. Dough like this needs some serious yeast power to put it down, to do living like an apple pie without a crust. Without that Yeast Slayer, an integral part of their plan is bottom-heavy, flavorless, and above all, without a crust. Their plan was to travel far west. That is where the totem of Breadstruction is housed, and that is where the Yeast Slayer lives. Only he 
can provide them the final power to take on the Glazed Ones and take out the Tower of Monstrosity that Conrad had unwittingly summoned on the Earth. Stay tuned for the next episode, Episode 5, Bread to Bite. Rye, it ain't so. Well, listeners, another episode of our hero leavened, receiving crumb power of the highest order, supported from a bread god, no less, creating a plan to fight off the unbred monsters. And meeting his friend, Conrad Custard, with his trusty war harmonica, it's going to be jam-packed next episode, I guarantee it. They're going to be entering a bread labyrinth, and I'll stop right there before I get ahead of myself. It's going to be a bash, and I can't wait for our next one which is just around the corner. A week goes by fast, you know, lads and ladettes. Thank you all for listening. And I want to thank in particular the legends that support me through Patreon, which you can be, yes, you can be my Patreon supporter by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash SFGT. You can be a lovely sausage of a person that supports this show to punch up and get even more snazzy gear and sound effects and music. Also, if you want to give me support or feedback directly, you can email me at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com and I can chat to you there. Don't hold back. Send in your feedback. I'm all ears. Now, first and foremost, my Ode Night Tea Titan, Megastar Matter, the man who makes this podcast do and can when it comes to overcoming technical challenges and bringing you the best audio experience with your awesome support, mate. I've been able to really pull out the stops when it comes to audio management and audio repair. This means new sounds, new access to tech, and above all, giving me and us all the opportunity to really have fun with this series because of that support. I've been using a variety of different AI tools as well to help hone my writing skills, not Grammarly per se, but tools to assist in writing in particular ways or developing jokes and puns. With your support, I am able to really flex when it comes to accessing premium content or thinking outside the box in general. Thank you, Matto, you absolute legend and my pal. Cheers, man. A huge thank you to my white tea warlord, Leza Bowazooka, blowing me away every single month with your stalwart support. Thank you, man. I've been able to cover off website costs this time around, sound crate costs, epidemic sound costs, with support from your lovely self. And all of my supporters as well, I've been really lucky. And in particular, your support, Leza, has gone straight into bringing this episode to life with different music. I've also started using a tool again called Voice Mod to give me a chance to spread my wings in that voice over space. I mean, what you're hearing right now is a super crystal clear modifier or plugin from Voice Mod that makes my voice sound even clearer. Also, the voices from Bredius himself is augmented with the Titan effect that gives it that lovely epic sound. Thank you, man. Cheers, you legend. My pal. Thanks for the support, Leza. And also, a massive thank you to my Earl Grey supporters and all of my other tiers. I'm lucky to have Chad Warren, Just Heather, Sunshine Days, Juicebox Andy, Peter Raffaele, Michelangelo, Yacone, divided by zero. Leah Fasig, Alia Arcane, Paige Kramer, and Jane Gumnick. Thank you, you epically awesome people. Now, pour your tea, make it nice, ensure your flavouring is precise. Like a story, let it flow. Let the fables and tales take you home. It's these stories that bring us together, and old audio that reminds us of how we've changed. 
stay a while, have a listen, and as always, I hope to see you again. See you, you legendary wonderful week. Catch ya.